Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Tatenda. Welcome to the Cool Fucking Tech Podcast. An in-depth look at the latest and best tech startups led by underrepresented founders. We're interviewing some of the most successful tech startups about how they aim to change the world. Welcome to Cool Fucking Tech. Tatenda, I'm super fucking excited to have this conversation with you. Um, you know, oftentimes, like when we're talking to other startups, I feel like when you say stuff, I'm like, damn, I wish I fucking said that first. So I know me and you, we shoot the shit quite often. And I think this is actually going to be like a pretty cool needed bridge for some of the other startups that we're going to look at. And today, what we're going to talk about is basically NFTs and why we think that they're bullshit, or at least why I think that they're bullshit in some ways. And I was thinking, you know, maybe before we get started, you could give us some working definitions of some of the more technical aspects of NFTs. And then I'll just go over some definitions about the more physical aspects and we could go from there. All right. Thanks for the intro, Mark. Well, I guess to, to kick us off, like we can start with the with the definition or break down what the acronym really stands for, right? So basically NFT stands for non-fungible token, right? And uh, I'm just going to give you like mainly like my distillation of, you know, uh, what I understand this NFT to be. And um, what an NFT is, is a token that we can use to represent ownership of a unique item, right? And I think this is where kind of uh, the, the, the whirlwind and storm and, you know, interest is right now where uh, people are using NFTs to represent art, digital art, right? And collectibles, right? So you have this um, class of digital artists that are basically minting these tokens that represent a piece of digital art, putting them on NFT marketplaces and selling them, right? And so that's really like what this non-fungible token is. The way that it works really is you have uh, an artist that's going to mint a, a piece of digital art, right? First step. And the other steps involved in this and tying together the NFT is that you need to basically go ahead and mint the actual token as part of a blockchain. And that's going to cost you some money, right? And what you're going to do is, uh, as part of the minting process, is you bake in rules uh, as far as like describing what that token means, and you get assigned a unique serial number associated with that token. And this is where the uniqueness aspect comes comes into the picture, right? You could have an NFT basically represent this unique digital item, even if it were um, a series or a collection of, of, of items, each NFT token is going to be unique. That's really like what the, uh, the power of the blo blockchain allows you to, to do in this particular instance. And uh, once you've minted this token, you've basically got your, what they call a public key as a creator, it means you now possess the ability to validate the authenticity of that token once it changes hands. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right here as far as like rambling on about the the definition. And Mark, maybe you could ask me some clarifying questions so far before I continue. Actually, I was just gonna go into the non fungible aspect of it. Um, okay, but cool. yeah, just by the way that you're you're framing things already, I, I got a pretty good vibe of where you're going with this. And I'm just like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm like stopping myself at the moment. 
Okay, um, okay, okay. I'll, I'll pause yeah. for a second. You can jump in. You can jump in and we can build right. the conversation. So the whole non-fungible aspect of it is really where this hype craze is coming from. Um, non-fungible in basically layman's terms is just non-replaceable. Um, if you go get rice from the store, it's just the same as any other bit of rice. So that is fungible. If you go get a Mona Lisa, you're not going to be able to get another Mona Lisa. So that's a non-fungible aspect. And it's basically just a form of assets that are not replaceable. These kind of form of assets is entirely valued by the user, which is an important aspect to, to start thinking about, right? So when somebody calls something art, that already is a pretty ambiguous kind of theoretical thing, right? Like what is art? Especially when you go to like modern art museums, you really start questioning yourself, what the fuck is art? And so on and so forth. And another aspect is, you know, like, let's say I have these pair of Nikes I really like. I say to myself, hey, you know, if I get a new pair of Nikes, it's not replacing this pair of Nikes. Then even though that Nike is somewhat replaceable on the market, it's not replaceable to you. Because, you know, you might have some good memories of those shoes or whatnot. So, so yeah, I think that's like all the working definitions we need to have for our listeners. Do you think there's any other ones? You know, um, I don't think so. I wanted to, to, to talk about the blockchain. But... Oh, really? Yeah, go for it. Man, that's like that's like a whole podcast in itself, right? right. But <laughs> I think it suffices to know that there is a way to basically verify the authenticity of this token. Right. Right. Yeah, I do think and, that is pretty core. Um the interesting thing about the the technology that the NFT is built on is that it's a the blockchain is essentially an append only ledger that's distributed, right? So every machine within the network has a copy of the ledger or the database of transactions, right? And uh, this is where like the whole decentralized uh, the notion of it being a decentralized network. Uh, not having one single server uh, comes from, right? And so um, that is really like, you know, I guess like one of the uh, selling points of, you know, this uh, uh, crypto in general and uh, these NFTs where they're saying that um, we can use this distributed ledger and we can use all these computers and these uh uh, cryptographic computations to verify the authenticity of transactions and to verify the authenticity of your non-fungible token and uh, basically track its exchange throughout, uh, you know, perpetuity, throughout uh, time. So that's maybe, that could possibly be enough as far as like uh, the underlying technology is needed. And then we can start talking about applications because this is where like, I guess the fun really begins and where uh, these use cases start taking off and, you know, where we start seeing some, uh, some play within the market and, you know, how people actually start making money from NFTs. Right. Actually, I think that's pretty core mechanically to how um, these things are valued. And I'm really glad that you brought that up. Okay. Tatenda. So as we start, um, I just really want to know really quick right now, what's your hot take? Are NFTs bullshit or not? 
<laughs> so they are and they are not bullshit at the same time. <laughs> okay, reasons reasons why bullshit and then reasons why not. Man, you know so what I'm saying? Reasons, so many reasons. So <laughs> Yeah, he, he, here's here's what I think, right? Uh, based on 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 my research, and I've done you know fair amount of research for myself. You know, yeah. read some articles. Not including your master's degree. Wait, wait. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, I wish there was like a, a blockchain one on one that I took in my master's program, but uh-huh. I definitely thought it was you know not worth it at the time. Maybe. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is what I think is is interesting about uh, uh, NFTs, right? Like I think that just the concept of potentially creating a system in which we can allow for a better version or you know some core version or some new version of peer to peer transactions between people without the big bad banks is is appealing right because nobody trusts the man nobody trusts the banking systems like we all know what happened in 2008 and i guess like these technologies came out of the need to sort of like move away from centralized banking systems to systems in which we could have the power lie within, you know, the users of the network, right? So that's where I think, you know, uh, the power of this is where, you know, I guess it's almost like a digital form of direct-to-consumer marketing or Mm. direct-to-consumer sales is is the way that I, I think that it could work, right? So there's no need for... Uh, for Mark, you know, Mark selling his uh, pictures of apes to Tatenda for, for, for those apes to, you know, exchange hands with Christie's, right? If you know, if you, you know, if, if the market puts a value on that ape and Mark and myself agree to sell or I agree to buy that ape from Mark for a particular price, Mark can transfer the ape directly to, to my digital wallet. And it's basically going to be publicly known that Tatenda owns this ape and it's mine, right? And we can verify this transaction and we know that I am the unique owner of this ape, right? And uh, the other interesting part of it is that if you really know, like, or if you if, if you figure out a, a good way or a nice way to, to create a contract within that NFT, which allows you to continue to benefit from your artwork, then your ape could basically make you money every time somebody sells it. So eventually when Tatenda sells it to Tom, then Mark can earn like, you know, an extra like 8% on every sale. Right. So you're almost like, I guess, like baking in a royalty system into the sale of these artworks or whatever it is, thing of value that that you're trying to sell and represent using this NFT. So that's on the benefit side of it. Right. At least like my take. Some of the things that I think are still challenging that um, are still challenging for adoption by like every man on the street is that. For you to actually mint the NFT, you need crypto. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it costs you a certain amount of crypto for you to be to be actually able to mint an NFT token, right? So it's not going to be cheap for you, Mark. You know, after you've you've drawn your ape and you want to create an NFT token, it's not going to be cheap for you to just you know put it out there on a marketplace right you're going to it's going to cost you some money in terms of 
uh, cryptocurrency to be actually to, to actually be able to mint that particular NFT token. So if you are not able to, you know, make back your money from the sale of the token, then you could be, you know, in a tight spot. And that's really like where the volatility and um, I guess like downsides of this, uh, of, 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 the, of the NFTs are, at least like from my perspective, it's not really uh, a game that, you know, people with not a lot of money can play quite easily. Unless, you know, of course, like you have the ability to absorb some, some risk and, you know, take some chances on uh, minting your own NFTs. But that's kind of like uh, the part of it, which I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not sure right. that, you know, everybody should be, you know, throwing all their money into like minting their own NFTs or actually, you know, uh, trading in them. Unless, you know, you've done a considerable amount of research and you know uh, what you're doing and you've talked to your financial advisor, of course. <laughs> <laughs> which is not us <laughs> which is not us by the way we are not giving financial advice at all yep. so <laughs> yep disclaimer i yeah, got my mba to know that the first thing i gotta say to people is i'm not your financial advisor um hey we can we can put that we can stick that at the front of the episode <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna get really fucking meta here but not meta like facebook i think nfts are bullshit on so many more levels than that and I think I think there's some like fundamentally fucked up things about NFTs. Um, mm. So one is the decentralized system at which it exists on mm -hmm. is just when you say cost, you're talking about cost to the artist or cost to the um, seller, right? And that that's a very real cost, and I'm not being diminutive towards that. Mm -hmm. But in a much more real form, there's a cost to humanity which is the electrical cost to have to, you know, uphold the system of decentralized currency. And it's just, it's incredible, like how runaway the electrical costs are for cryptocurrency. I was reading like uh, the other day that cryptocurrency right now, the cost, the electrical cost of the transaction is literally more than the entire electrical cost than like two or three Siberia's. So whole countries are consuming less electricity <laughs> than like, you know, this decentralized banking system, if you will. Right. And as we're as we're talking about, you know, the impact of electricity and how, you know, 90 percent of it is coming from fossil fuel. We're really just global warming to create, you know, bored apes on our computer and bragging about how we own it. And that brings me to the next point about it. Right. Which is it's something kind of like inherently wrong. Right. The whole thing about the Internet and one of the greatest things about the Internet was how easily it is to share things. Mm -hmm. Right. And this whole thing about um, putting on a blockchain is just to create documentation that you own something. Mm -hmm. Right. But nothing is stopping me from like uh, getting a bored ape photo and just making it my profile picture. Right. People know I don't own it. Right. But. I mean, I could still, I could still relate myself to that. Right. And it might be, it might be the, um, internet, you know, the future internet's, uh, version of like a cheap Gucci knockoff, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's just so easy, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the, the thing, right. Is, um, you know, you don't have the, 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 I guess you, you don't have a token showing, you know your ownership of the right right that token it's, it's, is just documentation like when you buy a house 
you get documents to say you have the deed. Yeah. That token is the deed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's the that's the that's the whole deal here, right? Where I believe it's almost as if at least like when we're talking about art, that the NFT is almost a um a proof of authenticity. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's I that's totally really agree. that's that's really like all that it is. But I think so I think one of the you, things that makes the internet the, great to tender, yeah, like one of the things that really makes the internet great is authenticity is like Okay, maybe not great, but like makes the internet what it is, is that everyone is fake on the internet. Everything is fake on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like if you read it on the internet, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People literally say, don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> like, so, no, no, no. You raise a good point. I got an interesting segue uh, from yeah, work, actually. <laughs> For C++ programmers out there, there's this website called, I think it's like it's C++reference.com. And people look at this website as like a C++ Bible. But all that it is, is just, it's a wiki, which anyone can edit. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding, man. Like I used to think of this as like, and then like, you know, what one of my coworkers was like, oh, I'll show you like all the edits that I did to C++reference.com. <laughs> Like just this week, after all these discussions <laughs> that we had, I updated it, and I'm like, "What?" But you know, that's the that's the that's the that's the interesting part about like I guess the the the, the web, or at least like this current version of the internet that we have, right? Like people don't realize this, but anybody is free to contribute to the internet in its current form, right? And um, who knows what the next version of the 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 web will look like? And I guess this is like that turning point that we're at where we're thinking or the 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 discourse is is web3 and these uh blockchain based technologies going to revolutionize you know the internet like is that the next version of the internet really like right, that's really right. like what this whole uh thing is about you right. know like we're, we're at the start of like the next thing yeah 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 so i got i got two things to say yeah. right about that so one is like art let's just take art i'm just gonna put nfts on the side for a second right art you cannot own truly what you're you saying like arts manifestation is a continual innovation you know a good artist steals you know so that's just the nature of art art is a recreation of the previous thing right and then the other aspect of it is this it's going back to ownership right which is what does that ownership allow me to functionally do with that art see when i own a painting when i own a painting i get to put that fucking painting wherever i want i get to put it in my living room mm -hmm. and everyone that walks into my living room sees mm -hmm. i own this painting now when i own an nft right now like with the environment with the way that the internet is now with the way that internet is structured with the environments that I'm interfacing with, an NFT really doesn't privilege me to do something functional. So one of the things I will say is when the internet develops, which is kind of a funny thing to say, right? When the internet develops into which there's environments in which an NFT is meaningful, then I could see an NFT starting to really have value that's not speculative like it is now, right? So like, let's say, you know, 10 years from now, 
you know, they got the metaverse and, you know, I get to play whatever RPG and my NFT is actually my cloak or whatever and my little wizard character, then people I could see like going really crazy for it. And it has like a value that is somewhat realistic. You know what I'm saying? Or it's funny that I said the term realistic when we're talking about something entirely digital, but this is the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this is the thing, this is the thing, right? Yeah. Um, that's interesting about this turning point is that I think it will also involve uh, a change in the way we think about the way we think about, ah, man, this is getting <laughs> meta. I told oh, you, bro. Oh, I told you, dude. <laughs> reality. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, what is this? Like, damn. Okay. We're okay. in a simulation in a simulation now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> There's already, you know, like the whole conspiracy theory that we're in a simulation and right. now we're creating another simulation right. inside of, dude, this is. Right, Crazy. but we're giving Mark Zuckerberg the keys to the kingdom <laughs> in this one, unfortunately. I know, I know, I know. So, <laughs> so, I guess what I was trying to say, the point I'm trying to make is that it's going to take a series of steps for us to uh, realize what this quote-unquote metaverse is supposed to be or will eventually become. And I think it's, it's one of those things where we'll, we won't know we're in it until you know like we look back into the past and say oh you know uh in 2021 <laughs> the nfts were actually the gateway to creating this new thing and that was the genesis of you know the current state of the internet right i hope this like dies out like the myspace uh music on your homepage thing died out you know what i'm saying yeah so like so, i'm hoping this is a uh, <laughs> internet so my- yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And uh, to, to finish off my point is that despite, you know, the current buzz, right, the core technologies that are driving these things will still remain. And that's really like where the hope is, right? The hope is that we will find a utility and applications for either blockchain or, you know, uh, minted tokens of some form that we can use uh, in a meaningful way. Right. Right right. now, it's just super volatile. I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, clutching at straws to find uh, to find meaningful ways to actually create value. And this is, you know, where the volatility and where people can actually uh, potentially lose money. And that's where the 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 risk is in investing in, you know, these kind of like uh, crypto based investments are. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's the pandemic mind, you know, just hoping for a better future, you know, despite this depression, (laughs) this ominous depression of like how shitty the world is right now. So, Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say so when it comes to like NFTs and adjacent technologies, that's pretty interesting, right? Like, I think NFTs is really. I'm going to kind of go back to what I was saying. It's kind of a curiosity of the internet. Yeah. It's kind of a bastardization of blockchain, right? It's like people invented blockchain. Now there's a way to authenticate things in a decentralized and I don't want to say the word, but I'm going to say the word better manner. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's, it's really what's going to happen is you're validating the core technology, which is blockchain. 
And if blockchain gets validated, you know, we have a whole energy problem that's associated with that, right? Yeah. A whole energy problem and a whole computer processing power problem. So all of those are really, and the funny part is people are speculating on the NFT rather than the core markets that have to go up, right? For our future to go ahead, you know, energy has to be superior. The way that we go about making energy, the way we go about storing energy, the way we go about collecting it, the way we go about processing, the way that we go about, you know, making that processing power more dense, the way that we calculate things. Like blockchain engineers are getting paid mundo because they just know good fucking math, you know? Right. And they could figure out how to, how to, you know, do those 10 billion bajillion calculations and, <laughs> you know, half as much or a quarter as much. And then they earn, you know, 500K. Right, right, right. So I'll, I'll add on something to the, to your train of thought here about, mm -hmm. I guess, like some of the, uh, the iffy parts about blockchain based technologies. Like it's not only the, um, the cost of the power that's associated with you know running these transactions i guess one one thing to point out right like the more or it's like the bigger the transaction pretty pretty much like it, it starts to the, the computations get more and more intense you need more and more power more computational power and more electricity and the point which i also struggle with with this whole thing right is like it also means that the people that have the means of uh, production in these cases are the ones that are pretty much going to benefit, right? Like, so right, it's like, right. So it's like it's like capitalism on steroids, right? That's that's really like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's not capitalism; it's just like capitalism taking on a different form, and this time, you know, like it's in the form of uh, if you can buy a warehouse of 100,000 GPUs, graphical processing units, and pay the electrical costs to run them and therefore mine or verify transactions, then you're, you know, you're going to come out on top, right? So right, right. I'm going to another... super hard and super meta here. Um, <laughs> Again. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> We're just going to go run it. <laughs> right. Um, so like theoretically, right, uh. the cost of a cryptocurrency when you know at steady state is going to essentially be the cost of the electrical power plus the processing from the time period at which it started to the time period at which it is at mm -hmm. right so in a free market that's what it's going to be mm -hmm. and then when you talk about really decentralizing currency you're essentially talking about a laissez-faire market that the whole world could enter and the whole world can leave, right? And capitalism is always a replicating system. It's always going to consolidate money into the hands of the richest few, right? Mm -hmm. It's It tends towards monopoly without mm -hmm. regulation. That's, you know, a known fact. That's an economic thing. We've seen it time and time and time again, right? So when we're talking about um, the participation of art too and kind of, segueing into more of uh how diversity plays into this really what we could talk about is the exploitation of art by you know by the upper class by the people that have the means of production right you're even saying how the artist has to front the cost has to somewhat be technically knowledgeable in order to get it you know one of my friends is an artist they sold nfts they have to get a crypto wallet they had to buy the crypto they have to attach the art 
you yeah. know, make the papers. They had to sell it, you know, and that's, you know, a relatively technically sophisticated process as of today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there, that person is, you know, well, relatively well off as well. You know what I'm saying? And the people that are playing it are starting to own things and no one else has access to it. You know what I'm saying? Like in the Bay Area right now where me and you live, there's a bunch of people in on the game, right? But Man. we know, <laughs> we know like, you know, there's not many people like Bay Area people, you know, out, out and about, you know, when I was living in the desert, yeah, we'd be making fun of anyone that owned an NFT. I guarantee you like, <laughs> right, right, right. you know, like, so it's, it's an interesting, uh, I, I really like the fact that you brought up this kind of self-replicating system of the market, right? Which is, you know, the people that get rich are going to get richer here unless if, you know, you're somehow able to, you know, uh, predict the market, right? You know, if you're the guy, if you're the guy, you know, that makes the good piece of art that ends up reselling and you have a good royalty structure, then man, you're, you're basically like the first one in on YouTube, you know, 10 years ago. So the the thing with art, right? I think I think it, with with art and with the even like if if we're looking at um, these digital whatever crypto punks. <laughs> <laughs> I love how there's just so many good names for like these series, dude. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 gotta be serious. <laughs> uh, <sighs> right. So, so what I was trying to say is, you know how it, uh, it there's that like inner circle of people that will, I guess, like drive the value, right? They dictate um, value of certain art pieces. That's pretty much what's happening with these these like NFT apes or whatever it is right like if you're an artist and you work with someone that say i don't know knows you know jay-z right get jay-z to buy one of your crypto punks and you know it's, it's a wrap it doesn't matter what it costs you to <laughs> to, to, to these things, right yeah there's already value based on the fact that you know you had like uh you had jay-z buy it or madonna buy it or whatever it is right and that's really like uh yeah, it's just, it's not, it's, I don't know, like, you know, people can form their own opinions of this, but um, I feel like it's something that was already happening within the art industry, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, I stand to be corrected, but, uh, you know, people will go ahead and manipulate and play all these, you know, I guess like pump and dump schemes. And that's really like one of the things which which is not great about like, this current stage in nfts and crypto that we're in is that there are a lot of people scamming innocent you know folks you know man on the street the man on the street is going to suffer from scamming right because right? Right. you have like people will come in they don't even own some of these you know um some of these uh i guess like collections right they just like go out there Towson collection just because they're you know their household name uh Towson you know 
crypto coin just because they're a household name and you know they get people to buy it and push up the value and you know like they they exit once they they get you know a good profit margin right like right 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 there was this one i think that was really you know it's one of the one uh pump and dump schemes that happened with the i think it was like a a, a squid game nft right they they pretty much like hopped onto this um nft thing created an nft based off of squid game i haven't watched it but i'm pretty sure everybody else knows what squid game is <laughs> um, i haven't watched it either that's funny <laughs> hey dude come on man. Hey, you hey, gotta, like, uh, so basically it doesn't matter what it is right so basically what they did was and this is totally legal within within the uh, uh i guess like the the blockchain and the marketplace that it was sold on uh, what they wrote into the smart contract backing the Squid Game NFT was that you could only sell it if an equal number of like, uh, I forgot the name of the other, I guess, like uh, token that was, you basically could only sell it if you had an equal number of a certain other to- token, right? But then they had the means to creating that certain other token, right? Once they sold all these Squid Game NFTs, they basically just vanished. Oh man. Right. So now you're left holding this NFT token and you can't find this. You're left holding this uh, um, Squid Game token and you can't find the backing token or the one that you need to sell one for one for. And basically your thing loses value. Right. So this kind of uh, manipulation of the market this kind of scamming of people, I feel like that's one of the things that would be great to address, right? Address the fraud, address all the scamming of people. And um, one thing which I was thinking about when we were having all these discussions um, and while I was doing my research was that I know that there are smaller blockchains out there, right? That costs less as far as like, cost of mining or gaining you know um, a coin or a token but it also means that like they're less popular which also means that their value is in pennies right Right, 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 right. but i was just thinking like maybe that could be something that happens in the future right where uh i wouldn't know like how the the tech would work but just basically cap the size of of the blockchain to a point where you wouldn't really have higher costs of generating certain tokens within the network, right? So maybe that might be something that happens, but then, you know, you're you back to the point of, you know, like, uh, are you then, how are you gonna generate value from this, from the system? If right, it's right, small, right? Because right? right now, <laughs> basically what people end up doing, right, is that, um, they do this thing where they map, <laughs> they map one, you know, one token from one type of uh, one one type of crypto to another, right? And that's how they basically get like all these fractional tokens, or you basically do uh, exchanges from one crypto exchange to another, which is just yeah, I don't know, it's just crazy. fuckery, it's just fuckery. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I so if we are think about this as like a basic market, right? Yeah. Then the next step that would be to like make this not bullshit is 
that the market starts regulating what types of goods can be sold on that market, right? And if you think about this in the NFT market, here's one of the things that I think is bullshit about it, right? Mm. It is hard as fuck to buy an NFT today, right? And when it was hard as fuck to buy a crypto, it was useless. It was no one, no one it had no value, right? And as soon as it started becoming easy to buy a crypto, started having value. And as soon as it started becoming easy to exchange crypto, started having more value, right? And then obviously there's speculation on top of that that led to boom right. and bust. There's some mechanical things that go on differently with Ethereum versus Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But there was a regulation of how that marketplace worked to sell, buy, hold, keep that currency, right? And I think that's what's lacking for NFTs, right? Yeah. Um, I can't just go buy an NFT. I can't go to like Robinhood and buy an NFT. I can't. Um, and that NFT marketplace, people are putting some weird shit in the, you know, the advanced, I forget what the documentation is called. You just name dropped it earlier, right? What, but smart contracts? Smart contracts, right? Yeah. They're putting weird shit in these smart contracts that basically allow the seller to, you know, sell once, get all their money and fuck you, right? Yeah. If you were to do that in a real market, if you sell somebody poison or something, you're you're at liability, right? Yeah. So maybe there's, you know, there's something, there's some way to, you know, make it so the smart contracts have some sort of standardization on a marketplace or you won't be listed on this marketplace. And if you're not listed on this marketplace, well, you're missing 90% of the community that wants to buy NFTs. You know what I'm saying? And that, that should have probably already happened by now. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that people are still getting scammed by pump and dumps. They're still that crazy, you know, fractional one for one exchange. That's just like, how are exchanges, how are marketplaces allowing that to happen? Other than the only reason why that would happen is if, you know, the marketplace just really doesn't give a fuck about the consumer. You know what I'm saying? Like they either don't know and they are too slow to act or they're actually, you know, they're in on it. Right. I think also it's a, it's probably like a really hard problem to solve. Um I mean, you could just like standardize like what that smart contract set. I knew set the smart contract through the marketplace, right? Most people. Yes. So what you're basically going to do is you're going to look at like a piece of code that somebody else wrote and make some modifications to suit whatever your needs are. Mm-hmm. But the the but you know you're really touching on a on a core uh, problem with the with the with 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 the technology is that once you bake in something that's broken, you're gonna need to <laughs> you're gonna need to rewrite the whole thing. Right, 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 right. But like my understanding, imagine is, imagine minting like yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying my understanding is like you know most artists that are out there. Like, let's just say, let's Parado, like 80% of artists are out there, don't know jack shit about the code. They just kind of attach their art to a code. Yeah, man. And then it, that that is standardized. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's maybe, you know, I don't know. Let's just pick a number out of the hat. Maybe 5% of bad actors that are actually yeah. technical savvy enough yeah. to write their own smart contract and not use like a generator. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like they're yeah. they're the ones that are um doing it, right? So like when you say audit code, right? I mean it's it's one thing if you're like I guess I guess it's like 
it's much harder to audit code based on how many possibilities there are. You know what I'm saying? But like right. if you're limiting down the possibilities of what could be in that contract, then the code would be much easier to audit. Right, 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 right. I get what so, you're saying. Yeah. Anyways, go on. I, I'm I'm just I'm just too excited to talk to you, man. That's it, dude. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Dude, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Huh? We should do this more often. Yeah, dude. You know? Maybe like once between every other episode or something. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like the, the, the filler episodes, you know, hit people with some mm. with some cool fucking tech, put them on some interesting things. Let me see what I have in my in my notes. I actually made notes for once instead of winging it. Oh, nice, man. Nice, nice. How's that working for you? I haven't even looked at the notes <laughs> once. <laughs> no, I'm like... <laughs> i think this way but um hey while you're doing that i was gonna talk to you about so like one of the big things i researched for this thing was like how art is valued and like you know because i've i've saw so many things and i was like i'm pretty sure art is just valued on what people are willing to pay for it essentially and i was watching like all these like modern uh museums and they're like well there's some cultural perspectives there's like some insights on you know what the society was thinking what you know historical evidence you know that might affect the value of art but by and large it's what somebody's willing to pay for it right on you know and like when you have these people that are buying like a squid game token that has no securities right then it, it's literally like the best uh example of just like yep somebody's just willing to just fucking risk it all like how much money did they lose you know what i'm saying like yeah man uh are you talking specifically about the the squid game token yeah i'm just curious like how much do they lose right there i can tell you that the <laughs> the bad actors made away with about 3.3 million us damn dollars. dude i, I don't know like bad how... actor bro <laughs> i'm telling you I'm not sure, like, you know, what the biggest individual loss was. I didn't really, like, do any uh-huh. research into that, but... Hey, more or less than Logan Paul on Pokemon cards, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of... Man, people are losing a lot of money, you know, so... Mm-hmm. um, That's really, like, the one of the, the conceptual things, like I mentioned earlier, that, you know, I was trying to think about, like, is there a way to, to solve some of these problems, including, like, you know... um scammers scamming the man on the street hackers hacking into marketplaces like uh like right. open sea um because they know right like they know the kind of value that's um that's in these tokens they probably know also that people aren't really you know the the, the i guess like the the technology isn't easy enough to use and therefore probably isn't secure enough I was just about to say, like, more on the blockchain and, like, there's some some real wallet heists going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's 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 one of the things I wanted to do. I didn't know if we wanted to talk about wallets. It's pretty, I mean, that's pretty deep in the blockchain, but, I mean, yeah, fuck it. We're here now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, my God. So... Man, what the hell? What the hell is what? What the hell is a wallet? 
I mean, I have an understanding of what wallet is, but like, give me, give I don't know if it's like give me, give me just kidding, this one called MetaMask. There's what? There's a wallet called MetaMask. Stupid as fuck, dude. Stupid, man. I love how like but, all these digital things take on physical names. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, I just think it's the dumbest fucking thing. And it's like always a dumb physical thing. It's not like, what it is physically <laughs> like a metal right, mask right, right. The fuck? <laughs> uh, okay so so basically um these okay let's talk about uh the the let's talk about metamask specifically mm-hmm. right so all it is is uh, a cryptocurrency wallet which allows mark to tender to do transactions on the Ethereum blockchain, which is really where mainly most of the NFTs are being minted on, right? So you would go and create your wallet. Your wallet is basically going to follow you everywhere you go on the internet. So if I open my my Firefox browser um, or a mobile app, you know, if I have access to my wallet, then, you know, this is your way to interact with the blockchain, right? So if I know where your wallet is, Mark, I can go and drop in a NFT, right? After I've sold it to you and vice versa. That's pretty much what this wallet is. <laughs> and it's so funny, right? Like thinking about what, what a wallet is, is like, it's almost as if it's a cookie you know how like websites have these tracking cookies that you always opt out of but this is apparently like the cookie that you want to opt into so you can trade on the blockchain this is is that raisin oatmeal cookie you see (laughs) so that's also like one of those points of um i feel like one of those points of weakness right like if someone puts something in your wallet if they figure out a way to get into your wallet um it's going to be very very hard for you to say for example make any corrections right because you know to make a correction it means you have to basically go through the whole process of verifying transactions on a blockchain and there's no easy way to roll back transactions that's really like where the security of the blockchain is right like the ability or the inability to roll back transactions is only like it's a append only. It's an append only system, right? So if you right. happen to 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 have someone that you know puts in fake NFTs into your wallet, it's gonna be hard, man, like for you to right. get rid of them, right? Right? Or if even worst case, somebody like manages to 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 uh, to hack your wallet and take your NFTs, then you're gonna need to pay them a lot of money to get them back. Right, because all of those are going to be transactions. Once they get that, that's it. Like, right. You know, I was actually having, I was, I was hanging out, drinking for Christmas, mm-hmm. hanging out with the uncles and stuff. And um, you know, they're talking. Bro. What's up? I said sick invite, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're gonna come over, man. Okay. <laughs> um. So they're talking about like basically. One of them was saying that the value of 
crypto is the fact that it's delegitimized money. You know, you don't have to report it, right? And something that you're kind of bringing up, and I was saying that's actually really hurting it because it makes it harder to use essentially in the grand scheme of things, right? I think something you're bringing up is, you know, these wallets, wallets are something so abstract to the common person, right? Like, I don't think I have a full understanding of a wallet, what it means digitally, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that that wallet is not associated with me in any way is a really scary fucking concept, especially, I don't know, man, maybe I'm just not a baller enough, but like having more than probably like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. a couple thousand, $10,000 in like an actual just digital wallet. That's kind of scary to me, man. Some other people are putting like millions in it. That's really scary because if it's gone, it's gone. Like nothing associates it with you. Like my wallet right now, I don't like having cash in my actual physical wallet, right? Right. And I have my ID in there. So at least I know the person that steals my wallet from me is going to look at my face and say, ha, sucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least there's something that actually connects me to it. Like some of these wallets, I mean, yeah, there is some connection to the person, but they're purposefully disconnected. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are on physical spaces. And then the hard drive will get stolen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of, and that hard drive, there's nothing that says that it's that person, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of crazy to me that, you know, it's going back to what you're saying. If it gets robbed, you're really shit out of luck right now. Right. You know, like, that, that's really what it is. That's really what it boils down to is like, money is good when I know I have ownership of it. And the funny part is, is that this whole thing is about ownership, right? But there's some sort of abstraction, which is if I get fucked, like it's going to come, it's still my money. You know what I'm saying? Like if my credit card gets stolen and somebody spends a bunch of money on it, I call up my credit card company and I say, yo, dude, I don't even like thongs. Like what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, give me back my money. And then they just credit you back. And that's it. And my money stays my money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's that can't happen on the the, the, NFT wallets, bro. You know, yeah, (laughs) yeah, the middle mask is uh yeah, man. That one is is tricky. I just say, you know, don't keep don't keep a lot of money in that wallet. You know, buy right. what you need to buy, and I don't know where the hell you can transfer the rest of your 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 coinage to, but don't keep a lot of money in your MetaMask unless you're like completely secure about your internet browsing activities, and um, right, you don't click on these malicious sites because you you will you will see this is the crazy thing, right? Like you will see the the address of the wallet. It's like. <laughs> You can see the guys, I guess, like you can see the address of the wallet of the people that would have stolen your uh-uh. uh, your Ethereum. Uh, <laughs> but then like, that's it. Like you yeah. have no way of getting it back. Right. Unless, unless right. you try to hack into their wallet, which just becomes, you know. Right. But you know, they, you know, they're better than you at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, you're going to get chumped, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 
they're out there they're hiding somewhere you know fucking far away or and if they're not hiding then they're really fucking good at it you know what i'm saying like he's either yeah, in an man, apartment high rise in london or he's just like out in the middle of fucking nowhere i know in a tunnel I know. yeah so so this is the i think going back to to what i was saying at the at the start right um it's still it's still early days um even though the technology is like is it almost a decade old I don't even know. How old is blockchain? You're talking about blockchain or NFT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blockchain? I'm talking about blockchain. NFTs are like yeah. built on top of the blockchain. So I'm mainly talking about blockchain. Like Blockchain this- is like, I think we just hit a decade. I'm almost certain it was 2012. Let's see. What does Google say? How yeah. old is... Google that ish. Uh, that was launched about 10 years ago, I guess. Like adoption was like six years, five years though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, ad- ad- yeah. Like small, Huge. small scale adoption, Huge. like early adopters. I'm kind of being exaggerating when I say adoption, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel so yeah, we're almost like at a decade. 2012, I guess 2011. So uh like, do you it, yeah? Let me ask you something. Do you think NFTs are technologically the same as blockchain they're built on top of the blockchain i i understand they're built on i'm not talking about like mechanically from an engineering perspective yeah i'm talking about from a product perspective like or at least maybe in my mind right like Mm -hmm. an nft and when we talk about like uh bitcoin those are two different things even though they're hand in hand yeah so so i think like somebody um, gave me bread and you used to be selling me wheat. All right. So all right. Let me let me let me let me try to to, to I don't know if this will answer your question, but you might have a, a follow-up question after this. Uh-huh. So I think the best way to understand uh Bitcoin is that when they designed the blockchain on which Bitcoin is based they tried to incentivize people that were part of the, 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 the blockchain to do good, right? So doing good is running transactions, verifying transactions, uh, all these mathematical computations that keep the blockchain secure, right? And so if mm. you completed this piece of work and you had this, what they call the proof of work, then you are going to get a token. Right, 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 right. And that token is the Bitcoin, pretty much, right? And it's all based on uh, proof of work, right? So you have to do some sort of work to keep the whole network secure, validate transactions, et cetera, et cetera. Then you get this piece of uh, this token, which shows that you've done the piece of work. And then on top of that, you can start, you know, buying and selling. You can buy a piece of pizza. Right, and that means your Bitcoin is now worth twelve dollars or whatever it is, right? Because you you bought pizza. Now, uh, the difference now with these with these NFTs is that um, where their value comes from is different, right? You right. can mint an NFT, right, which still costs you uh, some sort of computational power. Um, but the value now, like after you've actually minted that and added it to the blockchain, um, the value 
is pretty much created in the same way that the Bitcoin is created. It's just that you're directly adding it without needing to basically do this whole proof of work computation associated with it. Right. Okay. So here's, here's what I'm really asking is like, when I say it's a separate product, like in a way, if two things are valued differently, then those two things are separate products, right? You get what I'm saying? No, I don't, I guess. Okay. Let me, let me put it like this. If you're willing to pay something different for a different, for even the same thing, that thing is inherently different. Okay. Like, let's say, let's say I give you like Nestle pure life water. Right. And then I have Essentia and you tell me that you're going to pay 10 bucks for that Essentia, two bucks for that pure life water. Right. Mm -hmm. They're both water. Mm -hmm. They both got water inside. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and you could look at it and say, oh, hey, they're both water, right? But then you mm-hmm. could also say, oh, hey, this is a slight, you know, twist on the water, right? It's a little bit more electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Little, it's higher pH, so it's more basic. It's better for your health. Mm-hmm. Some of it's real. Some of it's not real, right? But I definitely assigned a different value. Therefore, it is a, like I'm talking about in a very theoretical way. Therefore, it's a different product. It's not just water anymore. It's Essentia. And I love Essentia. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, so like an NFT, I get, I get it's on the blockchain. I get there's a mechanical way at which the blockchain is valued and worked and incentivized. Mm -hmm. But an NFT is a twist on water. You know what I'm saying? It's a twist on the blockchain. Yes. 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 So like, yes. I, um, and I think a lot of people, let me let me put it like this too. A lot of people don't say NFT and think Ethereum. That is the uh, you, you know raise a really <laughs> really salient point there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Like, you know how I can tie this back to the. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> let's let's tie it. I love tying it up. <laughs> now. Man, this is, this gets so meta right now. Think about it this way, right? Uh, you could envision or think about a. You think about it this way, right? Where crypto, um, as coins as we know them, Bitcoin and Ethereum, like became too mainstream, right? And <laughs> we needed a way to peak interest in the same thing, right? By creating like a boutique version of uh, crypto, of crypto, uh. right? So we built this NFT on top of the same technology and guess what? It still costs you crypto <laughs> get an NFT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is like Essentia, huh? <laughs> it's really that's 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 you know I guess in 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 in, in short I'm 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 agreeing with you there like you know when once you break it down to to what it really is, um, it really is Essentia. Yeah, right. you're creating a new and niche product, and um, the value also comes from the uniqueness and the fact that it's a niche product. Right, right, right. I, I, 
probably I fucked up on my question, you know, because I said technology, right? But um, I mean, I guess in a way it's still a hybridization. Cause I really don't like, and you know, honestly, me and you have ran into this conversation mm. when we were doing this podcast, and maybe it's cool um talk about it here, right? Which is you know, he said cool fucking tech. And then like when we were planning out this podcast, we had this long combo, several long combos. What the fuck is tech? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> we're just we're going back and forth for the longest time. So it's like and really, you know, tech and art have a lot of things in com- a lot of people will never realize this. And it's really sad to me. And I can't think of a darker way of living your life than thinking that technology and art are two separate venues in so many ways, whenever technology is really innovated on, there was some artistic expression that happened. There's some creativity that launched or adjusted or changed so it's really hard to, you know, distinguish these two things, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if even if let's just say I understand mechanically the underlying technology is crypto, right? The mm-hmm. fact that I attached it to something else and I attach it to something that gets people to trigger on it differently, I think that is somewhat a different technology. You I know feel, what I'm saying? I feel, it's hard. It's hard to say like this is this technology only, and that's I it. Feel, I feel, you know, yeah. saying like, yeah, we could we could actually have had this whole conversation without talking about blockchain. Yeah, yeah, we could have. Yeah, but I just, I just, you know, wanted to. I wanted us to have a, you know, plug the holes a little bit, right? So people can actually make right. some, some connections as far as like what entities are tied together with the uh, knowledge that they already have of blockchain and cryptocurrencies and try to make sense of, you know, where we are in the larger scheme of things and where we're going. So that's, that's really like why I wanted us to, to touch briefly on like on those topics. Right. I think when you're talking about, um, you know, the, the you know the person on the streets getting scammed um because they're just getting you know flooded <laughs> flooded with all these tech terms and all these terms are so just you know abstract you know i think a big part of this is demystifying what this actually means functionally you know what i'm saying like and i do think i do think talking about it with reference to the blockchain and casually connecting what that means is very critical you know i think i think that's one of the things that's holding back the nft market in a way you know because people are like oh they hear the scary word they don't understand what the word means or they try to front like they understand what the word means and then now they're in a situation that they can't um you know they can't cope the realities of that situation in some ways you know they got tricked um so yeah, I mean, yeah, I I fucking think it's awesome. I love talking to you, man. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. Um, damn, you really came up with some with some shit right now. Take this, <laughs> out, 
Tech is art, dude. Tech is art. Tech is art, bro. It's gonna be our new punchline. D. <laughs> we gotta rebrand the whole shit, man. Yeah, rebrand. <laughs> rebrand. Tech is art. Change everything. Fuck this. <laughs> so, um, should we do some questions? Like, uh, just some some. Questions. There was there was a question I got that was pretty interesting. Um, it was, I think I'm just going to phrase this as a hot take for you. What do you think about companies that are creating NFTs of their products? And if you need an example, I got a couple for you. Give me an example. Okay. There's a tequila bottle. I didn't, I don't remember what company it was, but it's just like a tequila bottle and a cabinet opening and it reveals the tequila bottle and it's a GIF. And that's it. What do you think about that? <laughs> so, I shit you not. That's what they're doing now. Like McDonald's also has one of a burger. That's, I, that's I heard about NFT. McDonald's one. Yeah. What? I, I heard about the McDonald's one. <laughs> you drink too little, my friend. You gotta I drink think, more. <laughs> I I think I think you know I I think they should go ahead and do it. They're basically using NFTs as a marketing and hype tool right right and so you know from uh how it impacts their bottom line if it makes them more money like this is what corporations are are here to do right like they just need to make that bank so um they should um where i actually think some value may lay um or utility might might lie within the nfts is maybe potentially something along the lines of attaching NFTs to not only products, but maybe experiences too. Okay. Give me an example. I'm actually really curious. Like, just like, yeah. I don't know. Like it's just a, it's just a ticket at the end of the day. Right. Like that's really like one way to think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you pay however much it costs, um, and it's just a so maybe it's a it's a tequila tasting that you get access to right for the lifetime of whatever this token is and maybe that might entice people to to uh to buy more of your product just for the sake of this experience uh and then you know you could build build value that way too like just in the token itself because now you not only have the product but you have an experience associated with the product and you can choose to even, I guess, like sell the experience on. And that's one way that you can create value. You know what I mean? Same could apply for that's like, like really interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking at first when you said that, go ahead. I mean, I was just, I was just going to say that the same could apply for like uh, an artist, right? Assuming that, you know, you find a way, a relatively uh, affordable way of minting your NFTs, associate them with your art, and then maybe a part of the value in that is not only the piece of art, but maybe like a tour of, I don't know, the, the art studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, there's, there's things like that, that I think like could help that, you know, that could help maybe find, help us to find some utility 
in in nfts it's not only like authenticity and association with the product but value and experiences which one can argue as well that can be done in a different way but you know that's just me uh thinking about ways in which you know these things could be used so you're shooting the shit you know Mm -hmm. i was like thinking i'm like oh that'd be weird if it was like a experience that like you can transact with yo that, you know what I'm saying? That's what I was thinking when you first. I was like, dude, this guy is fucking tripping me up, dude. Like, no, no, no. But that's the that's yeah. the that is really like the the a part of it too, right? right? Where we're right, getting right. to a point where you can transact with everything, and right? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. I okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is getting meta, son. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so just oh, that's, that's that's the that's another part of it too right which is really hard to wrap our heads around right like it's like how much of uh of you know quote unquote real life is gonna be in transaction format you know digital <laughs> yeah yeah digital and then commoditized really you know exactly, saying? like exactly there's gonna be like a market for everything and anything out right. there. That's that's one, you know, one discussion that's going on right now. So that's really like where these ideas of you know selling experiences, transacting on experiences comes from, right? Like now, I know there's this one guy, his name is Gary V. He's like prominent in the NFT. Oh god. Oh god. He's doing god. like a I know, I know. He's oh, doing like a whole like concert. Or I don't know what is it a conference? He's doing a conference, right? Sells his NFT tokens, and uh, parts of that are experiences, right? So that's where we're going, man. Everything is all like I know. I know. You ever play Cyberpunk? Uh, I wanted to. Is it on PS4? It is on PS4. Man, I should so I should, I should download that. It's based on a book, and the book is like nihilistic as fuck. Yeah. Um, and like one of the things and I totally see this happening as we go to like experiences, um, like they have like neural links and whatnot and like, you know, so very sophisticated AR VR spaces. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they sell like there's prostitutes and they sell the digital experience of being with them. And it's not necessarily just like, uh, it's not, you know, just sex or whatever. It's also like, the experience of having a partner and like you could live like, you know, like a lifetime with that person experience, marriage experience, you know, child rearing experience, like, you know, all these happy moments, like, you know, going to a park and you could just have like it play on the highlights only, you know what I'm saying? And it feels real. And I could, I could just totally see, you know, these NFTs being, and there's also artists in the game, you know, like fake people that are act as artists and they're curating the experience. They're making the experience to sell and commoditize, right? So the game actually critiques like what that marketplace would look like and how sad that is that we're somewhat completely divergent of reality yet following reality um, and making it a complete uh, bastardization of, of what it is, you know? Like we're taking away all the good parts about it and just filling it up with, Happy fluffy Lala. 
<laughs> um, so that's one of the things. Yeah, that's one of the things you reminded me of when you're selling, talking about selling experiences. This is a so I, I've got another one. Um, yeah, let's hear it. I think one. Th- this question was basically. Um, this person was basically asking about how NFTs are valued. I think we we talked a lot about that. Oh yeah, we definitely killed that one. Uh, there's a <laughs> so here's a here's a quote like a burden. Uh, you're telling me an endlessly replicable ugly monkey drawing or whatever is worth millions? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> yes. You get yours now while stocks last. Yeah. The best part about it is, is like that monkey drawing is worth more than we will make in our lifetime. Yeah, that's crazy. But <laughs> if you're listening, I hope we addressed your your question. I think we did. I think we yeah. did. We, we addressed this one. That's pretty did. good. Uh, you got you got some good ones too. Let me see. That was the main one I had. That I was like, oh, no. okay, exactly exactly what nfts are and how any values attached to them there we go another value question we killed pretty that solid, one as well pretty solid uh, let me see what's my boy asking let's see. let's see one of my uh fraternity brothers mm-hmm. he said that he was getting fomo from not getting in on this nft hype and i just want to say to that person um <laughs> I was reading, I was reading like a, it was a market analysis about purely speculative markets and how they're introduced versus what happens to them immediately afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so um, usually when a new market opens up and it's a particularly speculative market for investors. Mm-hmm. what happens is is that it explodes in growth really fast mm-hmm. and everyone tries to get in on it and then almost certainly it crashes like to a incredibly low amount and then after that crash is when you know if there's actual adoption for that product um so one of the examples they gave was uh bitcoin right mm-hmm. bitcoin mm-hmm. launched way high up crashed and then now it got adopted so now that value is a little bit more closely to its utility um another example was the beginning of the internet which was Uh you know for a bit everyone had a fucking website everyone was like trying to sell like you know little stupid things on the internet and then the dot-com bubble happened right so usually when there's a really speculative market it will run its course and crash. And then after that crash is usually the best time to get in on it. So right now is not a good time to have FOMO. That monkey's out of your price range anyways, guys, or at least it's out of mine. So. (laughs) I, I would not, man, I got, I got so much to to talk about the the internet. I would have never thought that we would become the product. Like what? Yeah, man. Full circle, bro. Full circle. I want to take a picture of board to Tenda, dude. Oh man, oh man. This is Web 2.0. I th- I, th- I definitely think we need that. We need something new, man. Like I'm Wait. tired of like you know me being sold for nothing, man. Like that's I know, right? That's gotta end, man. Like, come on. 
Somebody so create... we gotta make NFTs of this podcast, bro. We should. We yeah, should. Maybe, I'm maybe, down. maybe like this, 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 this. That's how we wrap this thing up. Yeah. Advertising the. Yo, dude, like our our JPEG thing there. We can sell that as an NFT. What do you think? Yeah. Man? Just have a sound bite of us too. Yeah. Sell an experience of being on our podcast. We can do like uh, you can be on the podcast if you buy yeah. like yeah two crypto cool fucking texts right and then you can get on the podcast ten much. million dollars you can only sell if you be exchange one other one and <laughs> imagine dude if we like sold an NFT of us and we didn't have to ever go to work again man i would be so fucking happy holy shit you know what we should do as as an experiment like find the cheapest way to make an nft (laughs) you know i was thinking it'd be cool to do an episode where it's just me and you trying to make an nft and see if we could do it like on the cheap under under an hour on the cheap and like just hearing us cuss at each other. <laughs> we got 30 minutes left. You don't even have the image. Where's the middle mask? You wanna fucking do that quote? Are you fucking kidding me? I feel like maybe, maybe like when 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 the technology gets to that point, right? Like where you can just like one click create your NFT and not kill the environment that's like the that's like the utopia we, yeah but we'll be too late by then that, then it'll be just like opening up a youtube page you know what i'm saying like there's now already a billion people doing it uh, so that's crazy. that's crazy all right man um let's see if we got more questions can you check the 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 the, the instagram thing I feel like I keep forgetting the password, so just log in and check that out for us, dude. Uh, somebody said that they're really happy we're not NFT simps. I agree. <laughs> That's one of your friends, I know. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are not sips. That was oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. There's like definitely some excitement there. Um, people are keen to 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 hear us talk about these NFTs, and I hope people definitely find value in this discussion. I encourage everybody to to do some research. Um. Don't buy into the FOMO. I have one thing to say. Um, If you're listening to this and you're an NFT maker and you want to be as generous enough to put like 1% royalty to cool fucking tech, thank you. That's it. I think we'll wrap up there. Unless you have any uh, closing thoughts to tell Yeah, man. I, th- I think we can wrap That's it up right here. That's where we end. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks for your time, my man. Hey, man. Peace. <laughs>